Hey, it's Matt. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about bringing the amateur mindset. We hear so much about being professional, but I don't want to overlook the benefits of that amateur mindset or beginner's mind as some people know it. We hear it a lot where people say, hey, be more professional. And I've also spoken about this a lot before in my writing about the idea of turning pro, uh, which was inspired by Stephen Pressfield in his book. And so as creators running a business, we do need to be professional. So I don't want to overlook that point. But there's also something to be said for embracing that amateur mindset as a bit of a strength when we're starting. You might be wondering, is the amateur mindset relevant? Well, Amateurs do things for fun. They kind of just break the rules and they go with the flow. And often this doesn't lead to much, but they're willing to try more things that say the professional would be more rigid in just doing what they are professionally meant to do. For instance, I was an accountant for many years. And so the idea of me going out and experimenting with writing online and then these videos could have been viewed as not professional. So I could have easily not done it. But anyway, here I am. So I wanted to say that, yeah, often that doesn't lead to much, but sometimes it does create new breakthroughs or discoveries because these amateurs don't know what they're doing. They were just having fun. They had nothing to lose. They weren't trying to be professional. They weren't hung up on trying to be perfect. It's more about the love of the game for them and they will quite happily share subpar work. And because of this, they get better over time if they keep showing up. And so experts are often closed off from the world and they're locked into their existing ideas. The amateur is unafraid to ask a silly question, break the norms or undermine authority. So I'm not writing off the professional. We should aim to be more professional, but I'm just advocating bringing some of that beginner's mind to our professional work. So doing something is better than nothing. So be willing to look like an amateur. Here's a quote from Austin Cleon, which illustrates amateurs. So they're just regular people who get obsessed by something and spend a ton of time thinking out loud about it. And so there's some merit to this in the current climate, particularly around obsession. So I've seen uh, Zach Podgrob on Instagram. I've seen him blow up to over a million followers over the last year with a concept that he's been developing around follow obsession. Uh, and so people are, are lapping it up and they're diving into their respective obsessions. So I love how Zach uh, distinguishes obsession from hustle culture. Here's an extract from a post he did. Obsession is the opposite of hustle culture. You don't grind, you don't force anything. Obsession is natural. When you follow it, it flows like water. Creating work is a natural extension of you. So the crazy thing is all these regular people, which we call amateurs, they're inspired to follow their obsessions and dive deep. And in this process, they're actually carving out a new purpose in life and becoming professional. And so think of a caterpillar going into a cocoon and then transforming into a butterfly. So this is essentially me here. Firstly, when I was writing out my newsletters and now I'm um, exploring these ideas in the YouTube video here. So I'm basically diving into my obsession around this idea around following your creative calling. And I'm basically creating online to build a new, more fulfilling way of life and a one person business that can support me. But I certainly starting out here, I'm not professional. I'm very much an amateur, like just figuring things out. But the beauty of this is that over time, 
I'm going to get better and things are going to fall into place and make sense and I'll become a professional in this space. So yeah, I think you can see what I'm trying to build out here. And so that leads into my next point, which is on being certified and sort of pondering is, is that necessary in this day and age? Here's Austin Cleon again. Sometimes amateurs have more to teach us than experts. So this quote sums up why the creator economy exists. So people enjoy learning from other regular people who are a few steps ahead. And so remember, we're talking about creative fields here. So not the obvious regulated professions where you should see a qualified and experienced expert. For example, if you need a knee surgery, you should see a surgeon or, or at least go to a doctor first. Or if you need legal advice, you would go to a lawyer. And if you need accounting support, my old profession, then certainly hang on to a good accountant when you find one. So I'm certainly not saying that you should throw all certifications out the window. They certainly have their place. But on the fringes of the mainstream is where the creator economy comes for general skills that can't be taught in school or university. For example, I started on this path and I was all excited to create and start a business, but then I quickly learned that I knew nothing about sales or marketing. So I, it just stopped me in my tracks. I, yeah, I was all excited, but I just didn't know where to start or what to do. So I've learned so much online from sales and marketing from, I guess, people that are unqualified creators. And so this sounds funny to me because I've completed a university MBA, which is like the gold standard business degree. Now that was one of the best experiences of my life. I learned a ton and it took me like traveling around the world and got me some good jobs. And so I'm, I certainly got a lot out of the MBA, so I'm not, I'm not dissing that at all, but, but it didn't teach me much about this online business stuff that I'm heading into now. And so this is all kind of unfolding before our eyes here with the online space. So the universities essentially can't really keep up with the pace of change. So that's where creators come in to fill the gap. And even I was a chartered accountant for many years, working in industries, all sorts of companies and, and that across the board, but it still didn't prepare me for the intricacies of this solo creator business. So it's a different game. And yeah, as I said, it's not, it's not taught in schools and it's certainly unfolding before our eyes. But so how do you keep up? So Twitter, YouTube, podcasts, newsletters, they've basically been like free universities for me. So you just got to be mindful of who you follow and you can learn a ton. I quickly console various opinions for free. It's, it's much better than some expensive textbook from say 10 years ago, which, you know, it has probably has some good fundamentals and principles, but it's not up to date with what's happening now. And so you can seek out creators who are walking the talk and have social proof of their results. So for example, learning about newsletters from someone who has built a successful newsletter or learning about fitness from someone who has the body to prove it. Or you could learn about a business from someone who has built and sold a business in, in the domain that you're looking to work in. I'm not talking about the pretend gurus like, you know, there's a lot of people who pop up and they say so they try and help you grow on Instagram, but all you're really doing is help them grow on Instagram or the, you know, there's the same old people that seem to have read the same three marketing books and they're all over LinkedIn telling you how to do marketing and they have a know-it-all about it. And then there's also the people that, that tell you you can sort of solve all your last problems by getting up at 4am and having a cold shower. So that there's lots of different perspectives. I'm sure there's value in some of those perspectives. Maybe I haven't dived into enough, but I guess what I'm trying to say is you can separate pretty quickly the people who walk the talk and the ones who don't. So yeah, be mindful of that. And then, yeah, if you consider something like podcasts, which have blown up in recent years, well, it's hard to find up-to-date and relevant 
information outside of the creator economy because it's all just been exploding so far. So yeah, anything that's published is quickly outdated. So it's it's like a living and breathing thing that's sort of happening between our eyes. It's quite awesome. I think that's why I'm so excited about this whole creator economy and where it's heading. So and so anyway, the yeah, amateurs are the ones that seem to be in control, which, you know, they don't have university degrees. They aren't certified. No, these are real people who weren't afraid to get after it. They followed their obsession. They started learning deeply on a topic and then they started sharing what they know. And I guess this is the brave part is that yeah, you can't you have to be learn everything. You have to actually share what you know. And so this is what it separates you apart as a creator. It's not just about learning for learning's sake, but you're distilling it and then you're sharing it through your own lens. And so ironically, these people now become the most trusted experts with the biggest audiences on their given niche or topic. And yeah, that just blows my mind. And so a story comes to mind from the marketing entrepreneur, Russell Brunson, in his book, Expert Secrets, where he addresses one of the imposter syndrome objections he often hears about from his coaching clients. So this is a quote from Russell's book, but Russell, I'm not certified. I can't help people yet. This is one objection I hear way too often. I'm not certified. I don't have a degree. I haven't been to school for this. How can I possibly claim to be an expert? I always smile when I hear these words when they come out of someone's mouth because I know where they came from. I ask them, well, I'm curious. You paid me 50 grand or 100 grand to teach you this stuff. What do you think my credentials are? They think about it and they usually say something like, I don't know. Do you have any marketing degrees? And I say, nope. I barely graduated from college, I got a C in marketing, and I didn't get good grades. I don't have any certifications to my name, but guess what? I'm really good at getting people results. My results are my certifications. Yeah, so let, let, let that final point sink in. My results are my certifications. So could you say the same thing about your work? Are you... Are you getting hung up on maybe things that don't matter, but you're not trying to get better results? Because there's obviously those results speak louder than any certifications or, or qualifications. At the end of the day, that's what the, our clients or customers want. So yeah, this made me realize how we often don't focus on the most high leverage things. And so I've spent thousands of dollars on coach training over the years, but do you know where I've actually learned the most? from actually coaching people. So not reading books or sitting in a classroom, like the, the books and the training, they get you so far. But at the end of the day, it's actually doing the real thing, which gets you somewhere, particularly with something like coaching as examples. Another famous quote from Mike Tyson comes to mind, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And so I think that captures it perfectly. So like with my coaching example, because you could have all the, done all the study in the world and think you know everything about coaching, but until you get in the arena, you don't know what it's like. And some curveball will metaphorically punch you in the face. And it brings to mind another example I heard someone say once, and I think I wrote about, is I think they use tennis as an example. You, you could read every book on tennis and totally study the game inside out. But if you, if you hadn't actually played on a court, so if you compare the person who, who sat in a classroom and read all the books, studied it, knows the game inside out, versus the person who just started playing, guiding out, having a hit, doesn't know any technical information, but just started playing like after like a few months, like they're going to be like years ahead of the person who just sat around reading about it. So there really is so much to gain from getting out there and actually doing the real thing. Knowledge can be a trap. Here's another quote from Russell Brunson. That's the key. You don't have to be the most knowledgeable person in the world on your topic. 
You just have to be one chapter ahead of the people you're helping. There will always be people in the world who are more advanced than you are. That's fine. You can learn from them, but don't let it stop you from helping the ones who are a chapter or two behind you. So we often think we need to know more to get started, but that's just another form of procrastination, another fear. It's something you hide from, but we must cultivate a new mindset here, one that we we have value to add to those people who are a few steps behind us. So academic experts or superstar entrepreneurs, they're sometimes too far down the line of knowledge or success. So they can struggle to be of basic value to the average person who's say reading a blog or watching a video on YouTube. Now, the more we know, the harder it can be to communicate in regular terms. Unless we happen to be like the most gifted communicators, but let's be honest, not everyone is. So we get caught in the weeds of knowledge as we take all the assumptions and mental models that we've built over time for granted. So we forget what it's like not to know. What's an example? We'll say like learning to ride a bike for the first time. So it, it seems impossible. You just, you just can't do it. It's like the hardest thing in the world. It's, you know, you try and stay up, you, you, you can't balance, you fall over. And you, so you keep trying and then suddenly snap, like uh, it clicks and, and, and suddenly then you can't not balance. It suddenly seems easy. It's, it's now second nature. And if, if someone, if a kid, little kid comes up to you and asks, Hey, how do you ride a bike? You say, oh, I don't know. You just, just get on and ride because we've, we've forgotten what those, those micro steps are that got there. And so it's, 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 we don't even think it's a something worth explaining. It just seems so normal, but until you're in that beginner's stage where you're trying to learn and it seems impossible, like you, you forget what it's like. And so that's where it's valuable for us going through this stage now, or even for me, as I'm recording these early YouTube videos, there's so many little steps that, to get me here that, that I, that I know now that can be valuable to someone. Whereas the, the seasoned pro probably just rolls in and, and it all happens and w without taking too much consideration to all those little points. But so, so, so I guess that leads into my next point of document your journey. So this is why it's important to be documenting what you learn as you go. So keep a journal, write digital notes and share content. This becomes super valuable for beginners because beginners learn more from people who are only a few steps ahead of them. Here's a quote from C.S. Lewis. The fellow pupil can help more than the master because he knows less. The difficulty we want him to explain is one that he has recently met. The expert met it so long ago that he has forgotten. So you know what the secret is? Most of the people online are, they're absolute beginners at whatever they're searching for. So can you see the opportunity here? So follow that obsession, share what you know, and the people who love what you love, they will, they'll come find you. So if, if you're in a compass is, it's, it's trying to tell you something and, and it's time that you start listening because there's a whole new life that awaits you. We're all amateurs. So here's another quote from Austin Cleon. The world is changing at such a rapid rate that it's turning us all into amateurs. Even for professionals, the best way to flourish is to retain an amateur spirit and embrace the uncertainty of the unknown. Yep. We don't have to have it all figured out. Nobody does. So, so think recently, like with AI and chat GPT and stuff like that, the world is changing fast. The world's changing fast. And, and so these horizons are moving, even as I read this out to you right now. So we, we can't keep up with everything. We can't know everything. So, so 
the best thing we can do is embrace the amateur spirit and, and welcome the unknown. And so the reality is we're always going to be behind in some way. You need to use your voice to find it. So here's another quote from Austin Cleon. I used to worry a lot about voice, wondering if I had my own. But now I realize that the only way to find your voice is to use it. It's hardwired. It's built into you. Talk about the things you love and your voice will follow. So one of the things amateurs get worried about is finding their voice. The gurus, they tell us that, hey, you need to find your voice or find your niche or find your passion. But in reality, we don't, we don't find it. We create it through some kind of action. So to find our voice, we have to use our voice. And so it's funny, this is me now. I was nervous or scared trying to, to talk into the mic and I was like, how am I going to go? But yeah, I'm finding it as I go. It's, it's coming through the action. So even like to find our niche, we, we find our niche by experimenting with different niches, talking about what we're interested in. And that leads to our passion, you know? So it's all about that action. We can't sit around all day waiting for our voices to strike. It just, it doesn't work that way. So we need to stop wasting our precious time waiting around and instead start acting. So this is the point where the amateur and the professional mindsets meet. So the professional takes action even when they don't feel like it. But don't lose that beginner's mind, the amateur's mindset, and follow those obsessions. Go deep on something that may seem ridiculous, even to the professional. But don't lose that beginner's mind, the amateur mindset. Don't be afraid to, to follow an obsession and go deep on something that maybe seems ridiculous to the professional. Lean into uncertainty and, and don't get hung up on existing rules or what people think of you. And this is where you might strike some gold. And so let's start to wrap this up. So I'll dive into some reflection questions here. So are you following an obsession? How would you define your current obsession? Is there something which you're not qualified in, but you've earned a wealth of knowledge or practical experience? And could you currently say your results are your certifications or how could you shift your focus towards results? Start talking about the things you love. Try and find that voice. So how can you spend more time in the arena and less time in what they call tutorial hell? So you're not sitting around in a class learning, but you're actually doing stuff, building it out to a real world project. And don't forget to document that journey. So if you haven't started, do it. Keep a journal, take notes, post it online that will become one of your best resources. So I'll wrap this up with a quote to ponder and naturally I thought of the famous quote from Theodore Roosevelt since we were talking about being in the arena. So here goes. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds and who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So... 
that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's a powerful one to sign off. So thanks for today. I really enjoyed this one. I even starting to lose my voice from, from talking. So it's another thing I'll have to get better at over time as I record these videos. As always, thank you. And if you want to hear the latest from me, what I'm thinking about, what I'm writing on and, and how that can help you on your creative journey. And as you seek more meaning and fulfillment in your life, please sign up for my newsletter. You can do that at my website, mattkhead.com. Thank you.